here we are. Support for Struggle Session is bought. <laughs> Support for Struggle Session is brought to you by listeners like you. By the Coke Foundation. And the Coke Brothers. And, and the uh, Walton Corporation. And Lionsgate. And the Walton Family Fund. And the Pew Charitable Trust. The Bill and, and Melinda Pla- Gates Foundation. Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. The and the Theranos Plowshares Corporation. <laughs> and Theranos. Theranos is back on board as a sponsor. I, you know, I, it seems like they're flush again. And then Drayson Horowitz. And Y Combinator. Who, what's the what's the guy that does uh, the Cambridge Analytica? Of and Bahrain and Israel. Who's the Cambridge Analytica guy? Oh, I'm Mercer, 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 Mercer. Oh yeah, in the Mercer. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've just been reading uh, the list of 2017 uh, donors to the uh, Center for uh, American Pr- Progress, which happens yeah. to be the same as the uh, National Public Radio and listeners <laughs> like you. Um, welcome everybody. Hello, this hello. is. Uh, this is going to be the last struggle session of the year. Of the last struggle session of 2017. And what a year 2017 was. Yeah. Uh, I'm Jack Allison. I'm Jonathan Daniel Brown. I'm Leslie the Third. But welcome but welcome to the uh, the 27-year in review episode of Struggle Session. Uh, uh, it's been quite the year. Uh, a whole bunch of bullshit has gone down this year, both uh, good and bad. Um, and like any respectable internet... Um, thought leader publication uh podcast uh it's time for us to do a year-end list um you know to try to get everybody because all mad what at us is the internet but lists mm-hmm. there's two things on the internet lists a- and uh like people reading algorithms on youtube that's yeah. it it's asmr videos and lists yeah um <laughs> Um, and in that great grand internet tradition, we, we've put together a list of some of the things that we think are, you know, the best things that happened this year and, uh, the worst things that happened this year. And today we're going to share it with you. We sure are. <laughs> we sure are, Jack. Um. Let's talk about the first best thing about 2017, which was that video games were fucking awesome. Yeah. Video games had a very good year in 2016 or 2017. 2016 was good for games too, but 2017 was the year that video games became better than movies and TV. Oh, no, they've been better for years, but it, just right. became, it was just so obvious. Uh, yeah, this is the year this that year it's just undeniable. Yeah. This, this is the year where I spent more time playing video games with my girlfriend than I did trying to find, like, a show to stream. Like, and, there, <laughs> and there were shows to stream, but, like, we spent more time gaming. It's remarkable. I never thought that that would be... Uh, I never thought that we would enter an era where it just is that, like, the games are so fucking good. I mean, we have two of the best open-world games ever came out this year, which was uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild and Horizon Zero Dawn. And those are my two favorite open... It's hard because, you know, after The Witcher 3, how can you say that any, like, open-world game is the best ever? But I truly feel like, uh, as as far as those two games are, are... less uh rp i don't know it's it's interesting what what horizon zero dawn did that was so cool was take sort of the bioware aesthetic and actually make an interesting uh like world to explore around it and like not even bioware has done that yet. yeah i i i haven't uh, uh played through uh uh as much as horizon zero, zero dawn as i as i should uh uh i played through the uh like through the tutorial through the first couple missions, and then I just really wanted to play the new Zelda, so I went uh, and bought a Switch off of a mistake. kid in Torrance. No, um, that's not a mistake. <laughs> a mistake. Breath of, Wild, Breath of the Wild is still better 
No, um, not yeah. even close. Not it's even better. close. Let me tell you something. All right, so okay. Horizon Zero Dawn. It's is a fantastic game. One of many fantastic games that came out this year, but it's probably the best one. Like it really gets like an open world, but it's not super huge. It's not like Ubisoft big. Like all the little side missions you can complete, you'll get all the trophies on one run through. But the gameplay is just so phenomenal. It's so satisfying. Like taking out those dinosaurs, shooting up a robot T-Rex with your bow and arrow or stra- or uh, strapping it down with the um to the ground with your grappling hooks and shit. Like there's so much fun sci-fi fighting there, but there also is like a multi-level like sci-fi story because at, at so when you start the game, you're in a, a post post apocalyptic world basically and so when you're learning about this world you're learning about this new society that humans have built post technology but you're Mm -hmm. also learning about the future that brought us to this as well as how that came all crashing down so you're really exploring two uh completely different sci-fi worlds at the same time and it's and it's very and it's fascinating like i've never seen and it's something that only a video game can do it, only a video game could tell this type of story this way with it being feeling you know perfectly natural without it having to be flashbacks back and forth and whatnot like i really think that horizon zero dawn besides you know just being like fun as hell to play also was a very excellent storytelling and probably better storytelling than I saw in any uh, film or TV show. But, but both of these video games are better I mean. than any movie that was released this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, you know, there's probably like 15 video games released this year. Uh, I don't know. Maybe not yeah. 15. Oh, there's but... a lot. There's Resident Evil 7, Super Mario yeah. Odyssey. Near yep. Automata. Um, I mean, the one I want to bring up is Wolfenstein 2, yeah, like, largely just because I, I beat it last night. But uh, you were talking about the storytelling uh, uh, in Horizon Zero Dawn. And I really think that the storytelling and the characters in this new Wolfenstein series, specifically the second one, are better than anything that I've seen in sci-fi movies. Oh, yeah. Like, it's like a Paul Verhoeven movie, Yeah. There's, there's better comedy in it. There's more characterization and, like, more interesting stuff going on in Wolfenstein 2 than there is in Blade Runner 2049. Easily. Do not and you get way more. <laughs> No, 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 it's true. Blade Runner, Blade Runner 2049. Well, this dog shit, but whatever. Let's stay, we'll stick, stick, stick to the games now. Yeah, but anyways, but, we are in a renaissance of games. I mean, look, I think that we're in a new golden age, and I want to say that it, it rivals, like, I, I don't know, like, when GoldenEye came out. Like, this is how I'm feeling oh, about no, video games I, again. I feel like, like we are in, like, a new incredible era also of, the way that of the way that... and 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 and, and you, we, it's great because like the enemies the villains of big triple a gaming aren't even really that involved like i'm not even like playing activision or right. ea games yeah ea I'm got not... fucked up this year i yeah, like ea that. got fucking punched in the nose it was yeah. beautiful uh no so the good stuff is happening in gaming uh uh, games are better than ever, uh, and they're better than movies. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the worst here, because uh, the worst is movies are worse than ever. Movies Fuck are movies. Awful. Movies are dog shit now. Los Angeles, um, Los Angeles is about to turn into like RoboCop Detroit yeah. because its main cultural export is completely collapsing. And, and we are, you know, we're moving closer. At movies. Uh, uh, it seems that movies are somehow getting worse and worse as we get closer and closer to Disney making every single one of it's them. It's almost as if. Limiting the uh, entertainment corporations to three is bad. <laughs> I'd probably say the worst movie I had to sit through was Valerian and the City of Thousand Planets. 
I spent okay. I splurged for the fucking D box for the movie. So that's fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Jesus that, Christ. That's fifty dollars for me and my wife that I could have spent, you know, buying near Automata. You know, an actually good, you know, story. But like, yeah, that movie fucking sucked. Uh, it looked like it sucked. I don't know why I went to it. It was terrible. It cost like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. It was one of the most expensive European films ever made. And I, like, if not the most. And it was dog shit. Uh, if you want to hear all my thoughts on it, subscribe for the bonus episodes. It's yeah. on, on one of our early mo- movie episodes. But yeah, it was bad. And it's pretty much, and the sad thing is, it's like the only movie I remember watching this year that actually came <laughs> out this year. Uh, I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to think about every like all the movies I saw this year. Um, Baby Driver was not very good. Uh, uh, it, it, I, I, I liked Baby Driver. I don't care for Baby I mean, Driver. I, I, it hasn't sat on me like I watched it again, and it wasn't as good as the first time I watched it. I like the music, Koya. Baby Driver. But... Baby Driver. I'm not about. Uh, I think that uh, Edgar Wright's thing works a lot better when it like is applied to comedy, and it's actually kind of embarrassing when it's like applied and when it's it like in Baby Driver. Too twee. When it's a you little. Watch it. I'm watching La La Land or something. Right. Like I, it's like a little too cutesy. Like the romance feels completely hollow. Uh, Blade Runner 2049. Just dog Boring. shit. Like I, I, I feel terrible. Like I like Dennis Villeneuve. I wish he was given his own sci-fi movie to make, but uh, he's making Dune. That's a fucking awful movie sorry to say it everybody uh, no i mean it, it wasn't we already do we yeah we, we did the blade runner episode, i think we right? talked yeah. a little about it yeah uh, i didn't even bother will- watching it um because like blade runner is my favorite film i didn't bother go seeing the sequel so let, in theaters. i think that tells you a lot about how toxic movies are well I, I think that actually that's uh, we can be informed a little bit by a few movies that you chose not to see this yes. year leslie yeah, you sometimes sometimes a bunch uh, of stuff, leslie sometimes that you know the best as witcher 3 taught us sometimes the best action is inaction mm-hmm. uh i only know that from you guys talking about witcher 3 i you never haven't played uh, yet. i haven't played you it yet you don't know the price of neutrality you <laughs> fucking fake uh, but you didn't see Blade Runner 2049, you didn't see Justice League, and yep. you didn't see The Last Jedi. Yep. I didn't want Proud to, of you. Yes. I'm proud of myself. Like I, I like if you had told, you know, 13-year-old me this was going to happen, he would never have believed you. But like I, I guess I've just, you know, gotten so strong, even stronger and more powerful than I ever imagined. Um, I just want to yeah. a lot of a lot of restraint. In many ways, you're like pop culture Goku. <laughs> yes, in se- in several ways. I also didn't watch Guardians of the Galaxy too. But if you had told thirteen year old me that there was even going to be a fucking Guardians <laughs> Galaxy movie, I would have fucking spit. But yeah, there's gonna be there's gonna be two Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And the first one's going to be fine, and the second one's going to be completely forgettable, even though it's going to have Kurt Russell as a villain in it. How did you blow that? I don't personally think it's impressive to not see the Marvel movies anymore. Yeah, but Guardians uh, of the uh, Galaxy did stand out from the rest of the Marvel that's movies. That's true. It I is, mean, look, no, I, specific- I didn't see a single one of the Marvel movies this year. I didn't see Spider-Man Homecoming. And by the way, what a fucked up statement to even be able to make that I didn't see any of the Marvel movies this year. Either isn't that? Yeah, that's crazy. I grew up reading every single goddamn issue of Ultimate Spider-Man. I, I it's just when people t- tell me to watch a Marvel movie, it's like they're telling me to watch like a network television show. It's <laughs> like they're like, you got to watch like how to get away with murder. And I'm like, it's just my it's the taste level is that it, we're not at the same place anymore. I'm like, actually surprised <laughs> like Shonda Rhimes hasn't been tapped to like direct an Avengers film yet. That seems like the next inevitable uh, that that we'll be talking about in the uh, 2018 year in review show. Yes, um, it's going to happen. 
Um, which I, I guess let's move on. You I, know. Do, oh, I do have to say that the one good um, movie I saw in theaters that I was completely satisfied by was based on a video game, and that was Resident Evil, the final chapter. That's Did you the see only that? good movie you saw. Oh, was was an Atomic Blonde, but Atomic Blonde is basically a video game anyway. So you know, it Atomic was, it Blonde was, is cool. but it was like an it was a Cold War. It was yeah. like it felt very Metal Gear, which is I'll, why it was fun. I'll go on record uh, uh, as saying that I did like the I liked Phantom Thread a lot. I uh, haven't uh, so so can talk a little bit about Phantom Thread because I haven't actually. I mean, I we you know. Uh, uh, just you know, I don't want to celebrate movies. I don't want to use this time to celebrate no, movies like, anymore. No, like there were a couple of good uh, movies, like Florida Project, Good Time. These were yeah. these were not bad movies. The, the, Logan was good. I, I also think that you know, based on all the things that have happened this year, it's kind of problematic to like movies yeah, right now. Ba- so, but yeah. uh, uh, but hesitantly, I will admit that I liked Phantom Thread. Uh, I think that it's an interesting. You know, I actually think that. Um, it's an indictment of a type of creativity that, like, really deserves an indictment. With the uh, fashion world, right? No, no, like, but, like, this kind of difficult creative person. Daniel Day-Lewis. Who, well, but, yeah, like, it's, <laughs> but, you know, or, uh, uh, like, Dan Harmon or, yeah. like, you know, any of these, like, you know, creative baby men who, like, it's, it's kind of an indictment of, like, that type of person who, like, the craft is so important that, you know, he gets to be cruel in every other way in his life or whatever. Right. Uh, uh, I gotta you see You know, it. which is, you know, a... A, a, a personality type that is definitely worth making fun of. Like the the spoiled creative baby men of Hollywood or any industry are worth ripping on hardcore. Uh, and I don't think. And you know, look, I, you know, I'm probably not the first person to observe this, but I don't think it's coincidence that the initials of the movie are PT. <laughs> Whoa, Paul Thomas, Kojima, um, um, Silent Hill. But anyways, people. yeah, exactly. And by that, I mean it's a reference to the Silent Hill prequel that yeah. uh, was pulled from it the PlayStation Store. Yeah. Anyway. Um, uh, but wait, wait. I will say, uh, Shape of Water really, really bummed me out. That is like I think like, you didn't like it, right? Did not like Shape of Water, and I have to get it out there because as the Oscar campaign heats up, people are going to start talking about how magical it is. But it literally is like a lazy Amelie rip ripoff with, with Sally Hawkins is like the most twee mute person on the planet, and, it, and there's a bunch of like just. Uh, it's one of these movies that's going to get considered for awards because of how many scenes there are of people watching classical movies in theaters, and classical <laughs> movies on TV, which is a classic that is a really Oscar funny, yeah. bait trick where you jerk off the industry set to award you the prize. It's like, so if you just like, that's why Argo was such a big award winner because it's like, hey, look at us. We saved you yeah. on. Well, I mean, like, yeah, that is like a very common thing in Hollywood is like, if there's anything kind of conflicting, like nominated for Best Picture, running against anything that celebrates Hollywood, celebrating Hollywood is going to win. La La Land was such a fucking exception yeah. to that rule. But I was reading an article on Deadline, the website that makes me rage, that said that Moonlight won because of its European style. And I'm like, this movie's black. What the fuck? Is-? This is like the not European one. But that's... <laughs> Um, you can't win with these fucking right wing shit. You know, other I, movies I, like- I, on Shape of Water. The only thing I want to say is Alan Moore did this story a lot better in Neonomicon. Yeah, and we still have to do that episode. Yeah, That's I'm excited the about the Neonomicon episode. Uh, just a couple other movies I that I saw it. this year that were just entirely forgettable. I can't even tell you what happened in these movies. Uh, the Dark Tower, it. Um, it was all right. <clears throat> no, it was not all right. Uh, <laughs> 
I didn't even see the fucking talking monkey I movie. I would have liked to see uh, the Fukunaga version. The big of it. sick is pretty good in the middle while the while what's her name is in a coma. While what like uh while uh <laughs> well, Elliot, Elliot Kazan, Kazan Elliot the trainer, Kazan's granddaughter. The yeah, the guy who turned in uh, uh everyone in the red scare. Uh um to Joe McCartney. Okay. Movies suck. They're trash. Uh, sorry that movies are no good, but uh, buy a video game console. That's all I got to say about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so, so this is in some ways nominally a, a, a political podcast. You know, we talk a lot about pop culture, but we're also you know kind of political guys, right? So uh, uh, we move we sure on to the political uh, uh, segment here, um, where I, the best thing that you know we we thought long and hard about anything good that happened in politics this year. And the only thing we could think of was Jeremy Corbyn. That's it. Jezza. Jezza. He's good. I mean, the he's absolute boy is he's great. Going to take over, he's going to take over the UK. And uh, there's nothing the fucking Tories or the uh, liberal labor members can fucking do about it. It's beautiful. Uh, I know. I mean, it, it, you put it, together though. a crack team of Jim Messina and the rest, uh, <laughs> but uh, you can't take down Jezza. There's nothing good happening in America. <laughs> There's nothing good happening in America. It really is a shame. There's I mean, nothing good. There America are those sucks right now, and it's a bummer. <sighs> yeah, America sucks. I mean, uh, I like being like in 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 the late in the late nineties, early two thousands. British comedy was better. Uh, now here in 2017, it's British politics uh, uh, British are better. Politics. Well, there is no God. Is there any good comedy left either? Movies suck. Comedy sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't even want to get into comedy no, sucks. That's too comedy. depressing of a worst <laughs> yeah. for me. Yeah, so uh, it's, too, it's so, too close. So the worst that we can talk about is that uh, is that absolutely positively nothing good happened yeah. in U.S. politics whatsoever. Yeah, it's all been a Legatian nightmare. Uh, yeah. A hellscape, um, a opened um, Pandora's box of horrors mm-hmm. that were unleashed on us uh, when Donald Trump became president, and and I, and I and there are things that you know people would point to as being like political victories and stuff this year. Like people would point to like this Doug Jones thing, to which I would reply like, "Look at his all white you cabinet, know, a Democrat." You know, narrowly beating you know a, a, a pedophile in a Senate race, and then conceding. doesn't that feel like hell a little bit? Doesn't that still feel a little like hell? And then conceding to a huge chunk of Roy Moore's campaign. Let's not forget that now that this guy's entering office, he's pivoting. I know to the center, and the center is Roy Moore. So like even center right is like a chunk of Roy Moore's voters. The they victories in Alabama. The victories are are small. Uh, Same they, thing with Ralph Northam in Virginia. He's already fucking like setting up himself up to fail. Is like the he's a bunch of Joe Mansions in the making that you've just tricked yourselves into celebrating. Yeah. Um, so I mean, uh, American Ooh. politics are trash. Uh, they're funny, but they're trash. Um, and uh, you know, so, you know, uh, twenty eighteen will be more interesting. There's a lot more elections going on, so. Uh, uh, we'll have a lot of uh, exciting uh, CNN coverage to watch this year, I guess. That said, in terms of good news in the uh, American left is that the DSA is growing a lot. Sure. That's yeah. growing a lot. We got to about 30,000 people. That's pretty dope. That is very cool. The I, DSA uh, is growing. I mean, that's a, that's an astonishing number. That's an, uh, an astonishing, insane amount of, of growth. Really uh, small uh, amount of time. 
However, on the, over on the worst column, uh, uh, all 30,000 of those members are constantly fighting with each other on Twitter. Get the fuck <laughs> offline. We need to get offline, guys. We, Feed we can't some poor be people and as, give them like, the Communist Manifesto or something. Uh, Jesus and Christ. shout out to all the ones too. who are doing it. Shout out to all the ones. Yeah, for sure. Because there are a lot. There are a ton of people out there doing like actually important work, and they're not involved in all this stupid shit. Of which I am guilty of getting involved in, and we all are guilty of getting involved in. Join me. Join me. It's better without this. I'm telling you, quitting yeah. Twitter. Like, I quit Twitter. Or I didn't, I, I, yeah, I didn't let's quit be fair. Twitter. Let's not – you know, it's a little bit too much revisionist history. I got kicked off of Twitter. But once I got kicked off of Twitter, I got a girlfriend. I, uh, I, I, I didn't get a girlfriend. I fell in love. Uh, I, I got my shit together. I made a short – uh, I started this podcast. You're a much healthier person. Oh, I'm You're unemployed, a much healthier but, person. <laughs> but, you know, um, I'm, yeah, my yeah, brain look, is not mush because yeah. I'm not tweeting. And seriously, tweeting is turning people's brain to mush. Oh, speaking of, speaking yeah. of our next worst, um, the resistance slash um, Russia Twitter. Ah, uh, the yes. worst people in the world. Like, I, I like their their brains are so broken they are breaking my brain because I guess this is the thing about me. Like I always feel like I want to share realities with other people. I want to <laughs> understand other people. Right. But we all have our own perspectives and our different realities. And I understand that everybody understands that on a certain level. And I just want to enter into the same reality with other people and connect. Right. But when you look at some of these accounts, when you look at Eric Garland, you see him yeah. clearly, deranged human being and, that and that, his brain is jelly and, and that happens that happens jdb that, that that's nothing new what's new is to see that thousands of people see this right. deranged man toss shit at the wall look at it and say that's brilliant that's the best thing on this website and that well, this is the, breaks for some me reason. that breaks me <laughs> to see other people look at this stuff and think that that is okay my my New Year's resolution is I'm gonna put in my Twitter bio like Intel security uh, uh, in, expert. I'm gonna put like SIGINT expert in my bio. Use, like, and see if people your your AVI should be just a codec. <laughs> it's, yeah, I should use like One of, like the like Metal Gear codex yeah. as my header and start being like you know like my informants have told me like. Uh, that like Rob Reiner's onto something, uh, like, a fourteen tweet thread. Hey, like the lowest point. The lowest point was <laughs> was when Josh Marshall accidentally tweeted out that porn with a link yeah. about the close associates to Trump, <laughs> and people, real human beings, tried to say, "Oh yeah, I understand what he was trying to say with that yeah. that, that link." Hey, Ted Cruz did that too. They have something in common. Horseshoe theory is real. <laughs> old old no. people online with conservative views love to fucking like jerk off using Twitter, which is the worst. That's the horseshoe worst theory isn't thing real. for porn is Twitter. The the horseshoe theory isn't porn. real, just old assholes suck. That's what it is. Like, uh, um, yeah, Josh the Toilet Paper Man sucks. Like, Neera Tandon is worse than ever. I was saying to JDB earlier today, if I ever got access to the Twitter backend, I would not ban or delete Trump's account. I would just check the IPs on Regina and Nira. Yeah. I, I think Nira has five alts. All these people are unfortunately very real for the most part. Um, it's sad that these not people, Regina. 
I, is I, Regina, Regina real? She, she's she's real. She's taking pictures with Nira, so she's real. Nira went on like a podcast with like some of these two, like uh, one of these, a couple of these, you know, terrible people. I don't want to say their names just because they're so awful. But like, you'd be shocked that someone who gets paid pay, like six or seven figures to be like the like vanguard of like progressivism is spending their time like getting owned online so so but near tannen like near just has a program. whack pack is what you're telling me yeah. near tannen brings around the whack pack she, with her she like is like howard stern yeah. or something <laughs> but here's my like or opie and anthony she just has like this weird team of like like hanger honors yeah. she like six on people it's deranged um, I, I guess my question is, is that, like, is that an intentional strategy? Like, are, uh, are uh, people You're assuming ta- that she has a strategy. Her no, str- but, like, no, her, str- are- <laughs> her, her strategy was hanging out with the Clinton, was being press secretary <laughs> for Hillary Clinton. She was going to be the staff. She was going to be the chief of fucking staff of the president of the United States. So this guy, Adam Parkamenko, who's, like, trying to get Vic Berger fired, like, would have been working in the White House. Like, in the alternate version of history, like, instead of, like, him telling Jesse Farrar to fuck <laughs> off or whatever, he would literally be working in the White House today. Like, you know, we're living in hell, but the alternative would have been very bad, too. Yeah, I'm, like, I, no matter how bad it is, I'm always glad to know that all these motherfuckers I know. had to, like, go up to their fucking real estate agents and say, I know. you know, I'm actually... I'm, I'm probably not going to be able to move into that brown. Like, <laughs> they had to all tell their parents, like, I'm uh, I'm going to try to do a consulting thing this year, I guess. Um, anyway, so, yeah, the resistance, uh, the resistance is insanely bad. Like, if you have David Frum among your uh, uh, ranks, if you if you count uh, James Comey and fucking Robert Mueller and uh, it's Henry Kissinger in the resistance. I'm sure not <laughs> yet. Henry not Kissinger yet. is in not the resistance. Okay. Has he said? Has That's going to be for 2018. Uh, Henry Kissinger joins the resistance episode like, of Twitter. But the fucked up thing is that anybody who opposes Trump is welcomed into the resistance, yeah. including the people who destroyed Like George America. W. Bush is in the resistance. Yeah. Like, yeah. The Jim, fuck kind of resistance is this? I don't know. It's like, I think we should, like... It, it, this is like did i make the joke before that like george w bush is a reverse hitler because hitler was a failed artist who killed billions of people (laughs) george w bush killed a million people then became a shitty artist (laughs) became a failed artist (laughs) i have his coffee table book that's a fascinating book uh kind of bought it out of irony and then i was like "Hmm, it's weird and interesting actually (laughs) um yeah, uh, uh, the resistance is insanely bad. Um, so we should just um, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh yeah, George W. Bush being in the resistance. Here's the very important point I wanted to make before we move on. George W. Bush being in the resistance is like if they let Count Dooku join the Rebel Alliance. It's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> That's what I was going to say before we uh, moved on to. Uh, uh, well, if the resistance is bad, oh. No wait, where are we? Hold on, let me try to find. No, 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 no. We're looking at Discord here. No, we, got, we, we, we were doing Russia Tech Twitter. Or, yeah. We we kind of uh, merged Russia Twitter, to re- which is actually makes sense. But yeah, so yeah. best uh, best if Russia Twitter is bad, the best is that all the Leninist and Stalinist memes are cool again. Like you yeah. can talk about uh, gulags and guillotines. Well, if you keep uh, fucking with us, <laughs> and that's yeah. the fucked up thing is that like it's it's it's. We want this not to like continue to be this bad that in ten years people actually are killing each other. We want to see uh, money redistributed, and we want to see the billionaires taxed as shit and the banks closed, and for you know uh, a return to a, a culture that that respects 
uh, you know, uh, not even ret- that sounds like a return to a culture. Not even return a creation. Yeah, we want of a to new make culture. America great again. We want, no, but we need to create a new world that 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 isn't based in just ripping everybody off all the time and using everything from racism to just being a selfish prick as an excuse to do it. And the only way to do that is to literally just take all the money being hoarded by these assholes and uh, give it to everybody. That's it. Like, I mean, what, what, once we do that, we can we can pretty much start anything. And we can take on all of these fucking demons we've had forever. But step one is to take all these .01 percenters and uh, grab all their fucking money. You can't do anything else until the money is taken from their hands because they'll just keep hoarding it and hoarding it. And so the and the, the, this uh, sorry, robbing rich Go. people is not a crime. No, yeah, still, still for Walmart. That's cool. Uh, Resistance Twitter will have you believe that uh, once we solve racism, then we can take on you know uh, corruption and we can take on yeah. corporate control. But uh, that's not how this shit fucking works because corporate control. Political corruption and economic greed are tied into bigotry. Yeah, tied into being a fucking uh, asshole, and it's it's baked into our identities as Americans. And you know, it's hard because it's not that so much of this is systemic and not necessarily signs of individual, uh, you know, shittiness. Yeah, you have good people who have bad views, and the question is, how do you get them out of these bad views before it's too late and they're like joining the fucking brown shirts? I do think that, like, taking, like, uh, politics as an issue of individual morality uh, as we create a larger and larger left is going to have to to shift in, in an interesting way. As as the movement gets bigger and bigger, we're going to have to let in some of the fucking weirdos and, and bad people if they're willing to actually make something of themselves. But uh, until then, uh, fucking redistribute all the goddamn money. That's it. Uh, to my mind, I'm like, you know, uh, uh, if the best is the way people are talking about Russia or the worst is the way people are talking about Russia uh, uh, on, you know, sort of centrist Twitter, I would I would say that the best is uh, uh, the way Russia is being represented over on leftist Twitter, which is that, yeah, it is cool to suddenly talk about gulags again. Uh, uh, it's funny and maybe correct to say Stalin was right. Centrists. Yeah. That's um, why it's funny. That, like, <laughs> like, let's let's be like clear. We're not yeah. talking about opening up death camps in Kansas yeah. as much as Artificio yeah. would giggle about it. Maybe, though. Maybe. Maybe we are. Maybe JDB we're not talking is about yeah. JDB, purges JDB of is, millions. We should talk about this off the off air, but uh, in, in our secret Discord. Uh, in our secret Discord, we should talk in our about Discord, and we can talk all about everything from uh, yeah. social Dems to to the Maoists. But uh, but but yeah, if if. Uh, if 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 this Russian scare campaign is what you know is on the worst side on the centrism, you know, I would say that like people learning about like what makes Russia kind of cool is on the good side. Like you know, shout out to China Miaville for that uh, his book October, which is you know an exciting book about uh, uh, committee meetings. Uh, it's literally it's like three hundred pages just about committee meetings, but it's actually pretty exciting. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I would say you know. Uh, uh, Russia is in the best and worst column uh, uh, for this year. Anastasia in 1997, the cartoon I, I grew up loving uh, because Hank Azaria played the bat, uh, <laughs> was actually was actually pro czar propaganda in retrospect. A very strange thing. But uh, do you remember remember the musical number where they're all dancing through Saint Petersburg? 
I know. And Anastasia, she's Anya, and she's auditioning for a part to play Anastasia. And then they're like, you really look like her. And she's <laughs> like, I don't know who I am. I'm an orphan. Anyway. Um, I, I don't know Anastasia. Uh, she deserved to die. Yeah, she did deserve to die. Um, like eight, come on. Um, gotta crack a few eggs, you know? I know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so let's get to the big one here this is a big best for me this is one that uh, is very exciting and it's one that all three of us should be excited about because we get to say we called it yeah Uh, we get to Star Wars is fucking dead Star Wars is dead 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 Star Wars is dead (laughs) Star Wars is dead everybody and it's dead because they want it to be dead as a deconstruction oh, into a new future. I mean, I don't next need generation need of I mean, Star Wars we'll, fans. We'll we'll do probably a whole Last Jedi episode after uh, Leslie watches the cam. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I, I I just want to speak on this for a moment because, like, you know, we said Star Wars is dead months ago. You know, and yep. people gave a shit for it. They said, no, no, it's not right. You know, and then we did a whole episode. We doubled down. We believed in ourselves when you didn't believe in us, okay? <laughs> yeah. we, we, we did it. We did it. Yeah. And now you know. Everyone who doubted us. Yeah. Everyone who said we were wrong. We were just being edgy. We were right. We were mm-hmm. right. And Are now you, sure? you know. The struggle says, says it. You can take that check and cash it in the bank. We're not fucking around here, people. We, we're not we, fucking around. We understand this stuff. Woo. Yeah. We know we what understand. we're talking about. If Struggle Session says it, it is going to happen. Struggle Session really is the number one cultural podcast on the damn internet. It sure I, don't care who, I don't care who you are. I don't care what the Top stats say. <laughs> yeah, right. your account. I'm calling you out. <laughs> oh, we will meet you in the ring. <laughs> Leslie, come on. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, no, he's on a roll. <laughs> Your Kickstarter sucks. I don't care. Okay, half or show. I'll take. I'll smack Gabe around again if I feel like it. Struggle session. Let if me you just don't say, like it, will he? Will he call learn the lottery? Because it's the best thing happens. on the day. This is what happens when the idol of of American blockbuster cinema of the last forty years uh, reveals himself to be a. Uh, a weird alien, like, breast milk addict <laughs> who uh, can Tupac uh, hologram himself across the galaxy. I mean, I, I don't, I, we don't need to belabor this point. We are right. Uh, everyone knows we're right now. And I think it can just be summed up by, like, Ooh. the emperor has no clothes. Disney does not know what they're doing here. Uh, uh, they have no They don't have clue. any grand plan. They are not good at this. Uh, and the new movie is not good. Han Solo is not going to be good either. Han Solo um, is good. I- Last Jedi, despite what they're saying, despite, like, the propaganda, campaign uh about how like they tried the hillary clinton excuse for why it got bad like got bad ratings on rotten tomatoes which is the funniest well, thing and of all i heard time. that at a christmas eve dinner so it's yeah. working the i mean normies actually think that russia hacked rotten yeah tomatoes. That, that disney and by the way rotten tomatoes came out and was like they're real well, i don't know what to say but yeah one percent disney disney People, the actually populate, used it. the pop this is what populism is deciding yeah. with the audience over the fucking corporation Disney, Disney, 
you know, used the Hillary Clinton excuse and said that it was alt-right racist trolls uh, uh, and Russian bots that were driving down the uh, review score for uh, Last Jedi. That's not true. People just don't like the film. And, and think about— And it's not because they're racist. It's because it's a very bad movie. It's not good. think about what a dystopic, technocratic hellhole we live in yeah. where people are afraid to say they didn't like a Star Wars movie on the internet. Yeah. What the fuck is I mean, going also on there? Like, you know, where this- if you make a YouTube comment, there will be 20 comments saying, how dare you? say this movie's bad fuck you and And, like they're probably coming from burbank it's weird it's definitely a very weird thing that the whole angle of this like you know we are now folding in identity politics into film marketing in a way that i think is kind of irresponsible like we're we're now telling you know young people that because they didn't like a star wars that means that they're a racist and like young impressionable men are like Am I racist? Am I racist? Like, uh, I guess so. I I'll guess, check, I guess I guess I'll check out these like racist web right. forums and stuff. Like, like well, maybe I, I am. Ghostbusters sucks. So, uh, <laughs> so Heil maybe, Hitler. Yeah, Jesus like, fucking uh, Christ. I, don't, I think it's an irresponsible here? thing to do. Uh, uh, and second, so let's just lay in for a second here. Uh, uh, the Last Jedi is not doing well. So even if you go by the sort of, you know, which is like kind of a craven way to look at movies, but this is like the argument that Disney, it's Star Wars, it's making about defenders. as much money as Jurassic World, which it's, is it's good. making a lot of money. It's making a lot of it's money. It's a fuckload of money. It's making a lot of money, but its second weekend, as you pointed out, JDB uh, uh, did worse than Shrek Two. Yes, uh, Shrek, Shrek Two is, had a better second weekend than The Last Jedi. I, this is actually not. It's going not going as not well as Disney had hoped. Uh, and, the word of mouth is so bad. I I predict that this year uh, uh, the Ultron or what the fuck is the one the Infinity Ultron the Infinity War the Infinity Ultron <laughs> is going to. Uh, I think that this year the Infinity Ultron will outperform the Last Jedi. Uh, uh, I think and, easily. And when that's and when that's, to, that's that's and when a, and when, and when Marvel they, that uh, Feige had right and when Marvel movie nineteen beats Star Wars. Eight. That's a very, very sad state of affairs, and that to me shows that they 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 don't have a plan. They're firing directors left and right. They don't have any respect for the creative process. Do you think that they don't Colin have any respect Trevor for Star Wars? Wrong? Do you feel bad? Has your opinion? Do you feel no? Like- I would have loved to see Colin Trevorrow's absolutely dog shit Star Wars uh, because he's a fucking dumb headed moron, and it would have been very <laughs> funny to see it. And Book of Henry is like a uniquely terrible mess that was like so fun to you see in do a theaters. I would have loved to see Colin Trevorrow's uh, Star Wars, but this next Star Wars, this the JJ reprise with none of the original characters, has the possibility of being the, like worst, the worst movie, movie ever made. Yes. Uh, Although the, I do think that like Alden Ehrenreich is going to like make Han Solo like a character nobody likes anymore. I, I think that Han Solo. I think no one's going to like, like Han, Han Solo. Solo. Sucks. No Fuck one, him. I don't care if he's shot first. He's fucking lame. No one wants Han Solo Junior. Um, nobody cares about Han Solo's dice. Yeah. Uh, Star Wars sucks now, yeah. and the and the EU and is real. Right. Leslie, the EU I, is real. So, yeah, what I'm so excited about is that I'm finally, finally reading what did happen after the original trilogy. Uh, uh, and and you know I'm finally finding out the true story. Yeah. And you know there is some weird propaganda in theaters, but I would say don't get distracted by that. Yes. The true there is the true story of is Star there. Wars this- content that has not been influenced by film critic Hulk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and that, that is, that is all I will say. Yeah, I mean that you were saying this earlier is like Ryan Johnson, like for better or worse, like he was taking like script advice from film critic Hulk on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, like, he's just one of these, like, uh, Alamo Draft House, like, 
dudes, and which, he like got a huge movie. Which, by the way, of course, film critic Hulk and everyone else who was invited to the premiere thought it was the best Star Wars movie ever made, uh, predictably. Um, but yeah, anyway. it, was, it was great um, to see is to see the failure manifest itself. And people were in denial at first. They tried to deny. Yeah. They tried to pretend it was good. They tried. They they they're, they're bargaining with us now and saying, "Well, this is you know the movie is about letting go of the past and you know getting rid of no." Star, if you were letting go of the past, you wouldn't still be making fucking Star Wars movies. <laughs> you, you wouldn't be signing up for another trilogy of Star Wars movies to do. There was something there that was special, and but it's dead now. It's gone. It's over. And all this left is the Thrawn trilogy, the uh, work of Timothy Zahn, Mara Jade, um, Knights of the Old Republic. All that good shit is still there and it's still real. And it is what is canon. What you're seeing and, in the theaters is fan fiction. It doesn't matter. It doesn't exist. I don't care how much you like it. <laughs> what we're telling you is true, and you know it because it came from the struggle session. Don't let the sniper team with a bead on Mark Hamill's head win. <laughs> They're making him say sorry. Don't don't let him win. And look, enjoy what you want to enjoy, but if you find yourself in the position where you are like vehemently defending the new hollow like boardroom driven Star Wars that was like just purchased and no one who was originally making it is like involved anymore, like if you find yourself like having to like stake your claim on like why it's important that that movie is good, you're fucking weird. You're really weird. Well, <laughs> you're a weird person. And, I, and, and think about and when you're supporting when you're supporting these kind of movies, think about like the next few years when Disney and Fox merge. Like, well, what which, this actually means for like Los Angeles. So we should we should move on because that we should remind everyone was a best bet our on our best, best list that we predicted. It. <laughs> our our it. best it is that Star good. Wars is extremely bad. On our worst list, however, uh, Star Wars is dead uh, is best. On the worst, however, is Disney is extremely alive. Disney's Disney extremely is alive. Disney more Fox, alive than ever. Boeing. Google, Whalen, Utani, United States, FBI. Yeah. It's, it's all going to be one fucking blob soon. You're going to have X-Wings being controlled by, <laughs> by, 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 by Xbox One controllers. X-Wings and TIE Fighters, la- it's like, dropping laser cannons yeah. over Afghani villages, and they'll make accurate pew-pew noise, and they'll be available that, on like, YouTube. That thing at the end of The Last Jedi with, like, the little kid, and he, like, you know, brings... Sorry, Leslie, but I don't care. Uh, but uh, care the thing with the little kid, where like he like brings the 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 broom up to his hand, like he has the force. That kind of looks that kind of looks like a navy commercial. <laughs> like if you just put like a like logo in the size like navy, like anyone can or something. Uh, force push your way past the Syrian front line. Um, but yeah, so let's, let's talk about Disney and and it's a. Uh, Sort of like imperial march to becoming like the, the only, only entertainment, entertainment company, company that exists, in the world. and for and and the fact that no one seems to uh, be very alarmed about this at all. I no, mean, they're like, excited to see Wolverine in a right. fucking Avengers movie. <laughs> right? People are so people are, are you, the, the, you know the way that we are so <gasps> we've, be, we've become such babies as a society that you know I, I expect it from fans and and that and I don't and and that's not even to like as as an indictment on fans. Like fans are just people who like comic book characters right. like they don't need to know all the ins and outs of how like companies function but this is how the news is being presented to us like right. variety uh, uh 
you know, which is like supposed to be like the newspaper of record about the entertainment Owned industry. By fucking Jay like Pinsky. when this is coming through, like they the way that they push this story is like fans are stoked that like Wolverine's gonna see Spider Man. Uh. <laughs> like, there are much more important things at play here. Yeah. Like you know, Disney shouldn't own Avatar and Star Wars and The Simpsons and fucking Star. And you know what I mean? Alien. Like we are. Like Disney, you know, as a company, Disney will own so many properties. They they changed these laws. They they were the ones who fought to change the copyright and laws. And now they're taking full advantage. And of it. now they're taking full advantage Everything of them because the now 19- they get to go ahead. Yeah. No, no. This so this goes back to our buddy Willie J. Clinton, mm-hmm. and uh, he signed the Telecommunications Act in 1996, which basically let uh, every media media corporation turn into anything they want, and that benefited uh, Disney uh, <laughs> buying ABC, and that benefited uh, AOL merging with Time Warner. But the Pandora's box was opened, and without any sort of antitrust in place, or the, uh, the monopolies just kept getting bigger and bigger. Well, so we used to talk about the big six. There were six big studios. We now have a big four. And guess <laughs> what? Two of those four are going to merge. So next year, there's a good chance we're going to have a big three, yeah. and then a big two. This is going to be And then we're going to have one. Company. Uh, uh, That's it. And, and, it, and at this point, like, Disney is u- using the laws that they changed to shore up all the profitable IP in the world and then use the profit generated from that IP. We're talking, like, the money generated from Star Wars to, like, further their march toward being the only entertainment company. Make no mistake. Disney is the empire. Yeah. Disney is the bad guys. They are the empire. And they are using... Like the rebellion to they are using the feelings that you feel about Star Wars <laughs> to further entrench themselves as the Empire. This is the new the new Star Wars trilogy is Disney. This yeah. is like we have a Star Wars in our real lives. Everything and it's up ever, to us to decide whether we join the rebellion. Loved, everything you ever loved as a kid is always going to be here and is going to be taking money for the rest of your life. You're going to walk down the street and you're going to see cops dressed up as stormtroopers <laughs> shooting people for real. <laughs> you're going to see fucking Wally picking up the trash. Uh, you're going to you're going to pee and Peter Griffin noises are going to come out of the toilet. <laughs> and when you run out of your uh, your allotted internet data for the for the month unless you pay yeah. extra to join the fast lane it's gonna be fucking Fred Flintstone. Well, uh, how excited are you for? By the way, because Turner is gonna get bought. In Disney's about to Disney's about to start their uh, own streaming service, and I'm sure that they're gonna put all the Star Wars movies and every Disney thing on there. So Disney very soon is going to be competing with Netflix, who is also evil. We, you know, we should not you know uh, discount Netflix that Netflix is, is also evil too. extremely, they, extremely they bad. Pay people well, but Disney is getting to a point where they are going to control production. And distribution uh, uh, fully. Right. And that's, you know, what caused the conditions, the uh, that like the abusive conditions of Hollywood in like the 1920s. Yes, <laughs> like I mean, the, it's worse than the 50s. It's yeah. the 20s. And what's um, even crazier is that you have so many liberals who are so upset about uh, Trump, uh, you know, uh, basically, uh, you know, buddying up. To, to to stopping the the, the time the oh time right Warner everyone's mad about thing. the Time Warner You're one because mad of the about CNN time thing Warner getting blocked from merging with AT and T but like 
The fucked up thing is that because Trump is such a narcissist, he's going to let this one through just because he's friends with Rupert Murdoch. Yeah. It's got nothing to do with politics Which, at by all. the way, we he's should, nice you know, to me. Rupert Murdoch is about to be the biz- biggest Disney shareholder. He's going to run, he's going to have the power to do anything he wants in Disney. So it's this not isn't, just that he's This isn't even so of. much a sale. This is like he is Disney. Like, so now when you go see a Star Wars movie, know that you're giving money to Rupert Murdoch. Uh, the same way that when you see a Warner Brothers movie, you're giving money to Steve Mnookin. I mean, it's... It's it's fucked up. Like, Which I guess you were giving money to uh, Rupert with the old Star Wars anyway, because they were distributed they were Fox by too. Fox. Uh, uh, so whatever. You fucking. But they were at least only the distributors. I admire Lucasfilm for being one of the last truly large independent film companies. The prequels are the the uh, I believe the highest budget independent films of all time. He kept he kept it real until he it, kept it, it real. Yeah. He told he told he told serial masturbator Charlie Rose that he sold his babies <laughs> to white slavers and he meant it. Yeah. And he I, meant it. I think he meant it in a literal sense. Uh, yeah. by by which I mean I think that Daisy Ridley was grown in a test tube and she's a slave. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um okay, well uh uh Disney's fucked. They're taking over everything. Um, and, and Los Angeles is going to turn into some weird dystopia with, like, Mickey Mouse drones. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be that you have to work for Disney. And so they're Disney just going to set the rates, and that's how it's going to be. Oh, yeah, you got to work for Disney, or uh, you'll end up, like, they'll start building, like, Disneyland jails everywhere. Well, you know, yeah. those weird... Un- well, they're going to build four profit jails. Well, well, well hold your horses, folks, because uh, I think there is another worst that uh, will outdo this one, possibly. Um, the tech overlords. Um, okay. Uh, the Elon Musk of the world. Yeah. The, um, Zuckerbergs. All, right. So I feel like, you know, uh, Bezos, you know. So you yeah. think there's going to be Disney jails everywhere? I think it's going to be Amazon, uh, frankly. Amazon jails. Yeah, Am- yeah. Amazon, like, it's just going to be, you're going to work at Facebook or you're going to be in prison at Amazon, and that's going to be it. Well, it's going to be like, you know, these cartels. They carve out territory, like Culver City is going to, once Amazon buys Sony Pictures, which is the plan, I guarantee you, like, they haven't... It's it's just gonna happen. Like they they they're building something next to this. They're building a lot next to the Sony Pictures lot. They're gonna buy Sony Pictures. Yeah, that's what Je- Jeff Bezos wants. They're just gonna to surround be. Sony Pictures and then be like, now we're now we own you. Yeah, and Sony and will be like, build, okay, he's gonna have like a satellite watching post office, and it's gonna be like a green. It's gonna be like the green zone in Kandahar. <laughs> they'll just like they'll just like block everyone from leaving and be like, you work now, you work for us now. Which is what he does actually. If you actually work at an Amazon factory. Yeah. You are required to spend a half an hour off the clock being frisked by security as you leave. And they went to the Supreme Court, and uh, since our Supreme Court is run by fucking monsters who should be in prison, uh, there's nothing we can fucking do about it. Yeah, these people... These people are not your friends. Uh, uh, no, and they people... love making... They're, 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 they're making us addicts. Yeah, no, and they... they... You know, they've changed the way that we communicate with each other, and they've monetized it completely. They don't know the power that they're playing with here, and they're not equipped to uh, uh, wield it, really. Um, and they're not our friends. They're, they're- Elon Musk is like a cocaine head Rick and Morty fan who wants to sell cars and is anti-union. Like, this is not t- Tony Stark. He's not a fucking hero. Like, he's he's not he's, he's not a good person, even. Uh, um you know, Mark Zuckerberg is a, is an absolute villain. Yeah, yeah he, he has to, to take classes. He has to take classes to appear human. That like that, 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 <laughs> that's the thing he actually does. He to appear like a normal human because 
people are repulsed by him whenever they see him speaking. And right. he wants to be president of the United States for some reason, so he has to. Yeah, and he might be. Reddit's run by monsters too, like Alexis Ohanian and and uh, Steve Huffman. Like what they did, even though Ellen Powell kind of sucked, they set her up to fail, and then they like they sold the entire site out to corporations. The yeah. same way that when everyone left Dig ten uh, five years ago or six seven years ago. Except now there's nowhere to leave because Reddit controls all, like, Reddit has taken over what message boards used to be, and and it's all under uh, corporate and political control. It's fucked up. You know, uh, Uber, it's Uber a disaster. Uh, is built entirely on breaking regulations. That's what all these companies are. Airbnb, too, um, with they, Eric Holder as their, uh, as their guy. He these now, things that make life, life more convenient for us law. are just ways to uh, uh, underpay people worse and worse. And that's just uh, – and we're not doing anything to stop that. And it's just going to continue that way forever because the people in Silicon Valley – do not give a fuck about us. Do not look at us uh, even as human beings. Uh, all I ask is that if I ever break my arm, you uh, you uh, please uh, help me with my GoFundMe. Yeah. Everyone's going to have a GoFundMe. Yeah. Uh, we are all going to have our medical pay bills. Who was that? Who turned around in a crowdfund pool? Who were the like Obama guys that started GoFundMe? The Pod Save America guys is a GoFundMe guy. Uh, so all these guys. Pfeiffer. So wait, the like the Pod Save America guys are like taking a vig on everyone's cancer thing on on fucking. Well, yeah, that's the thing. They crafted Obamacare, found the loopholes, and then got to work for a corporation that that would. Like GoFundMe was supposed to be a Kickstarter competitor, and then they went, "Wait, medical bills." Yeah, that's how I wonder fucked why. up oh, the Obama presidency was. Uh, I wonder why they thought that that would be uh, useful. Um, uh, what kind of insider information could have led them to believe that? <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so uh, yeah, our tech overlords. Are uh, monsters. They're monsters. No. They don't care about us. And I like the monthly boxes, but I don't know. Those are probably evil, too. Yeah. Probably. And I wanted to say really quickly, when we were talking about the Disney merger and everything like that, and I think it also applies here because we can talk for a moment about, like, net neutrality. Like, you know, the big problem, you know, with with the media as it is right now uh, is not even necessarily that it's biased in any partisan way. It's just that it's biased in the terms of who owns it. You are never going to see any news, you know, on CNN that's like anti-merger in any way because they're like trying to do a motherfucking merger. <laughs> like I think similarly with net neutrality, like we did see a lot of anti, you know, repeal of net neutrality coverage, but I think that these, you know, media companies ultimately do not really have a dog in the fight no, there. Net- they, Netflix they... is a great example of that, actually. Netflix yeah. has already made deals with all of the cable companies right. to make it through any sort of net neutrality repeal. So they're not worried because Netflix will be bundled with every fucking cable company. Yeah. But they've made a public scene about it, but they haven't actually done any lobbying. In fact, they've stopped their lobbying on net neutrality, and the CEO said in some sort of shareholder's statement <coughs> that they didn't care about it anymore. So they're fucking snakes. Yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, uh, the people up in Silicon Valley don't care about you, and I shouldn't say all the people and in Silicon Valley. The have, rich people in Silicon Valley don't robots. care about you. That's why they have 400-pound robots terrorizing the San Francisco homeless. Right. Destroy this is also why things. your uh, blue aprons are, like, packed by underpaid workers in, like, 30-degree uh, factories where they have to, like, wear overcoats. Uh, but I'm sure Silicon Valley will uh, very soon do the humane thing and replace them with droids or something, uh, uh, drones. No, they'll um, be droids. They'll get them from Disney, Wayland, <laughs> Utani, Nightscope. Yeah, they'll all get replaced by BB-8s, <laughs> every single one with a BB-8. And the rest of us will just get our uh, – we're going to have cyborgs. The, the Theranos 
They're gonna, Theranos is gonna oh yeah, we blood. should for one second here just be like Theranos got to fucking bail out. That's insane. Yeah, they got a hundred million dollars. Hundred yeah. million dollars. They're a fake company. <laughs> Their technology isn't real. And they yeah got a hundred million because nobody's in jail because <laughs> Henry Kissinger and David Boys are on the fucking board. That's why. <laughs> So what are they going? What do they even spend this money on? Like just yeah. What is Theranos doing anymore? Like what is? I guess black turtlenecks. (laughs) Steve Jobs thing. Yeah. Um, Steve Jobs, man. You know, fuck Steve Jobs. Yeah, Yeah, fuck Steve Jobs. The hero, the hero of Silicon Valley, Steve Jobs, is a man who named a computer after a daughter he wouldn't admit was his own. I mean, also Steve Jobs is a piece of shit. Sentimental. Every every Steve Jobs story that you hear, where people are talking about how he's a genius, like can also just be like he's a fucking asshole. Like (laughs) there was one some there was one story about like I. DVD where they were like the iDVD guys like had this whole design of how it was going to work and it was so complicated and then Steve just came in and he like crossed it out and he just said you drop you drop the video onto the application and everyone was like wow what a genius and I'm also like what a prick he like didn't have to do it it's the easiest thing to think of he just has to say it and then everyone's like what a genius and then other people have to go do it for him <laughs> like I want that job I want to be the guy who like doesn't have to do any programming but I'm like no it has to fucking be blue and then everyone's like wow like you're smart dude uh, it, I don't know I don't think he's that smart he was just like a guy that had like big cult of personality like and uh, I don't know the great thing the great thing is that if he had if he was still alive today he might actually gone to prison for his uh thing where they were um basically uh wage fixing and uh did you hear about this no no uh, no i remember this the tectopus this is <coughs> this wasn't this actually like related to animation and not actually the the programmers or my no 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 no, no no this is wage fi- this is this was a deal between apple google and i forget one other and maybe facebook and like Steve Jobs was like oh, the yeah. main guy, like saying like he would he would get mad like if individual like low level people got calls yeah. from different companies. Like he got someone fired for like a headhunter at Google fired for calling one of his like texts and like there's like actual emails and transcripts of him like breaking the law basically. Well, but that but that ties into Disney too because Jobs was a major part of Pixar's uh, foundation. Remember and Steve so was uh, that guy John Lasseter too. Last Ian Lasseter, who is now bye bye. Uh, yeah. But Jobs, but Jobs was involved in the Tectopus lawsuit, which was basically that all the animation studios in Hollywood were agreeing not to. Uh, they were doing. The oh, same like thing hire out fixing. from each other, right? Yeah. They were. They were. So Steve, this was just Steve Jobs' thing. To compete. This is like Steve Jobs' hobby was like fucking over low level employees and making sure that none of them ever yeah, shared in the profits sociopath. of the company that uh, they worked for. The only and Steve Wozniak is was at least you know. He, he was the, you know, he's fine. Steve Wozniak's doing Woz okay, okay for him. He, but he's a guy who carries around seven phones. Like, that's the guy who created everything. Like, <laughs> I mean, that is the funniest thing. Is like, everyone's like, wow, Steve, what a shower. genius. I'm like, how interesting that they chose, like, however interesting that everyone admired, like, the good-looking guy who went on stage and gave good speeches and not, and like, not the, guy who the built big, the fat, thing. like, tie-dye shirt-wearing loser guy. <laughs> like, uh, Anyway, Steve Wozniak is cool, I guess. Steve Wozniak, come on Struggle Session, uh, if you're listening. <laughs> Please uh, really so, uh, subscribe to our Patreon at the, yeah. at the uh, Theranos level. We're going to add a Theranos, uh, Theranos <laughs> okay. Angel Investor level. 
thousand dollars a month. We should we should just like we should reach just that out one there just to see if someone will do it like a hundred a thousand. Just like fuck it, why not? Um. Well, let's move on. Uh, uh, Twenty seventeen, a year. Donna Brazil, that was fun. That was fun. That's just Jesus a quick Christ. one. Donna Brazil humiliating the DNC. That was good. That was a nice bad. Yeah, but worst was Hillary coming back with what happened. That uh, that was a terrible that was month. Terrible. Um, but I gotta say that a, that a best that I have in there is Nira Tandon not getting thanked in what happened. Uh, uh, I still like that. Uh, no mention of Nira anywhere in there or Regina. Worst, uh, I guess one worst was um, the ascendancy of Gal Gadot, uh, former IDF um, fighter and still strong IDF supporter. Because uh, you know it's hard. Just yeah, it was a bad. It was a bad year for um, Palestinians, I, uh, as all years are. It was a it was a really bad year for Palestinians, and it was a really fucked up year because Trump has has started to court the uh, the mainstream. There's a fucked up thing where Trump and APAC, since they've gotten in bed, are are now. Uh, they're really spitting in the American Jewish community's face, and then demanding like constant to to act like. Like, at this point, there's any moral authority in the Israeli government is just obscene. Like, everything that Yigal Amir, the guy who shot Yitzhak Rabin in the 90s, wanted, he got it. He, we, we now have a, a, a Jewish turkey. Like, we should not be fucking proud of this. But, uh, you know, before I would like, uh, I do think there's a little hope. There is a, a, a cool new movement that's popping up called If Not Now, which is, like, designed to, to pressure some of its... its you know, a lot of young Jewish people who are teaming up to pressure their local communities to uh, push back against the apartheid and the occupation because it's really like there's just no. Dif- it's it's the centrists have done a good job of shielding a lot of the uh, the liberal Jewish community from the truth of what's going on there, and. With Trump, the you know it, it's just it's just so obvious. It's like there's just no excuse. I mean, I just read that the <laughs> that there's a line being built from Jerusalem to Tel Aviv that that is that the train's gonna be named after I know. Donald Trump. Like <clears throat> I was gonna just, say, like I hope someday to visit Israel and get to see the Wailing Wall and ride on the Trump well, train. I've been to Israel <laughs> twice. It's a fucked up thing, you know. Israel I, is literally putting in the Trump train. You know, it's a fucked up thing when it's like the ideal, like. Y- you know, uh, one of the things I like about If Not Now is that they, like, Jews are just constantly, at least the Jews I know are constantly infighting about everything from BDS to the ideology of Zionism to well, 48 and 67. It's like, just put all that shit away and focus on the task at hand, which is, like, just stopping the fucking occupation. It's out of goddamn control. And Netanyahu has to be opposed every step of the way. That's it. Like, all the fu- everything else, like, it doesn't. It freaks all of the, the Jews I know out. So it's like, just don't worry about it. Focus on the task at hand uh, for next year, please. Please. D- unless you want, like, a, you know, a Jewish turkey with er- with Netanyahu as Erdogan. Like, I don't that, want that. It's it's already it's already here, though. So, that, and then, of course, has all been a message to, to listen to Gal Gadot. Jewish, uh, that's Gal Gadot. That's uh, Gal Gadot. No, yeah. but, you know. Gal, if you're listening, uh, please try to take this to I talked about this a little bit on Beast Coast. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's it's hard. It's yeah. personal. Anyway, yeah, it's it's a. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, 
Yeah, Gal, if you're listening, uh, try to Gal, take some of the come jar. on, Gal. Uh, I'm just looking forward to the. You pulled uh, out of the Brett Ratner ceremony. You know, right <laughs> <Yeah>. wrong. <laughs> okay, so I'm uh, just so excited Beth, to see. Uh, okay. I'm, I'm just excited to see which Power Ranger Jared Kushner is going to play in the next Power Rangers. Frank Saban's going is so stoked. All right, uh, let's. Uh, yeah, so what's what's the next one? Uh, best all those fucking creeps getting kicked out of Hollywood. Yeah, I love yeah, that stuff. It's nice. I like bye bye. I like the bye bye era. Uh, I, mean, I call them bye byes when a man gets uh, kicked out of his industry entirely for uh, sexual harassment or misconduct. Um, yeah, I, I love bye bye season. Uh, uh, I, I think you. it. I think it's really been a good thing. Uh, um, you know, uh, uh, it's been nice to see all, all, all these people go. Uh, uh, I was especially satisfied. I think one of my favorites was Matt Lauer, uh, just because he's such a smug, self-satisfied prick. Um, And his whole appeal seemed to be just in being non-threatening to middle-aged women. Uh, So it was nice to see all that become shattered uh, uh, in the blink of an eye. I I, I confronted a guy who, like, sent me a lot of dick pics and, and, like, asked for dick pics. And, like, I worked with him once and, like, was, like, giving me career advice and shit and, like... And he, like, once he asked me to give him a ride to a hotel because he was wasted and he pulled his dick out and put on, like, a bunch of porno. And he, like, he kept trying to fuck me. And, uh, like, it was just super uncomfortable because I, I had grown up, like, really enjoying this guy's work. And uh, it was just this really fucked up thing. So I, like, finally confronted him, like, about a week or two ago. I, like, not in person. I, like, shot him an email basically saying, like, look, I remember all this shit you did, like, a few years ago. And it's, like, fucked up. You don't talk to me anymore. And you, like, just totally, like, were, like, a fucking... Uh, like awful to me about this stuff and like it, it, he and he was like uh well you were in a porno uh and like nerd <laughs> that's all like people are just assholes like this is a city of sociopaths yeah like, i mean this is a city of sick fucked up weirdos uh like the thing is like i was i was like like people talk like there's a lot of courtroom intrigue in new york politics and new york media and los angeles has all of it but it's fucking 10 times dumber <laughs> it's just it's just like there's none of the there's none of the like hannibal intelligent backstabbing sociopathy it's all just very like overtly theatrical dumb shitty people being consistently awful to each other and that's the entertainment industry right now i guess that's how it's always been but uh, well, it, it really has been nice to see some of these ones go. Yeah, uh, uh, and yeah, I, and it I, has. And I hope in some ways, you know, uh, I've talked about this before, is that I, I think in some ways this is like a generational shift. Uh, uh, I do think that, like, it was more okay uh, for some reason in the last generation to, like, just be a fucking weirdo and, like, do Dustin Hoffman shit. <laughs> like, uh, and so in some ways, if this is the way to get... Every baby boomer uh, to finally leave their fucking jobs here in Hollywood. Uh, uh, I think that that's a very positive thing, uh, um, you know. Uh, and finally, uh, uh, for all this to come out, uh, uh, I, I just really like seeing these men become embarrassed. Like my favorite thing is whenever someone's like chat logs get leaked or something like that. Like that fucking guy Andy Signor's chat chat logs got leaked. Um, I like when I like to see these men humiliated, uh, uh, prostrate before the world. Um, so that's been that's been a good thing this year. Yeah. Well, so look, let's 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 talk about the. Do the, we want to talk about like what we want for next year? And no, let's talk about the final best thing here, which right, is you know so. this uh, uh, like the 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 boom of sort of leftist podcasts yeah. and stuff, and this whole like uh, cool sort of ecosystem and world that's uh, sprung up this year. Right. Oh yeah, there's some great shit that. Uh, you know, a lot of people like... Uh, JDB, get Trap closer to your mic. A lot of people like uh, Chapo Trap House for kicking off the boat, and it's really good. 
I've also been listening to, you know, Katie Halper's show. I've been listening to uh, Champagne Sharks, which is dope, with uh, Ricky Rawls. I like, uh, uh, I've been listening to Trillbillies, which is really good. Yeah, Trillbillies, huh? And, um, and uh, you know, uh, Aubrey Sitterson's got a fun one. We had him on, so we, we did a little... And it's just very cool that there is sort of, you There's know, an ecosystem. This thing is sort of uh, fostering. And Michael Brooks was talking yeah, about Mike, it, too. Michael yeah. Brooks, uh, who we had on, who's been very supportive, you know, behind the scenes. He's always, like, DMing me and stuff. Or, like, asking how the show is going. Asking if we checked out our show. It's really cool. Uh, Benjamin Dixon, who uh, is actually I like ki- him a lot. kind of my cousin. Because he's from the very, very small Louisiana town. That all my mom's family is from. So. Ugh, media nepotism. <laughs> <laughs> Beast Coast, of course. Shout, shout out to Beast Coast is fucking great. Yeah, like there's so much uh, good stuff out there's there. There's so much. And and what's amazing is that like we now, we now like live in an era where like I think a lot of people are trying to create networks and and, and like bring all of these podcasts and shows under one banner but like we actually i don't think we need to i think like we live in a like i think that the pandora's box has been opened and we can now just create our own media ecosystems and that's kind of cool in a fucked up weird way i mean it create i know we talk about the filter bubbles and all that but like everybody can be independent if they as soon as we uh as soon as we get the money back from the wealthy well just it's cool that we're able to sort of you know in doing it in this way uh you can create stuff that isn't as bound by what you're allowed to say in traditional media. You know right. what I mean? Like by, uh, uh, you know, and, and obviously we are very thankful to the people that like listen to the yeah. show. And of course, the in people fact, that are like the, that best, are, uh, the best thing of 2017 <coughs> are the subscribers to Struggle Session. <laughs> well, everybody, all, all the listeners, so and the subscribers especially, like it is a very cool thing. You just uh, save my uh, unemployed ass from uh, <laughs> leaving my apartment. I appreciate it. Look, it's cool to be able to do something like a this lot. and 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 get direct support from people so that you can say things like you can't say on television and you don't have to like worry so much and you don't have to be dishonest and we don't have to do fucking ads about uh, Casper mattresses and stuff like that. Like you can't I don't have say to like embarrass myself. I don't have to like embarrass myself by talking about fucking stamps.com like but yeah, then on top of that like, you know, uh, these things do influence you and they influence like what you're able to say and everything like that. And also like uh, uh People try to get you fucking fired from everywhere if you say anything that annoys them. Yeah, so, so the, like... the best thing to happen today is someone trying to get Jesse Farrar fired from you. It's so fucking funny. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, it's so hilarious. I was trying to get an I was getting an Adam Parker Menko's mentions being like, Hey Hillary Clinton, like you see this yet? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the cool thing. Yeah, but that's some crazy shit. Like that's it's the coolest thing is that like when some like loser like Hillary Clinton staffer gets mad at like an insanely funny tweet by Jesse Farrar, Jesse Farrar doesn't actually get fired. <laughs> and that's because like we are in a cool new like world now where they're where you know we're able to go directly to people and um i think that that's interesting yeah it's great it's great and it's in all these podcasts you know they're really like so the thing people often confuse being online with being a political activist 
is not that. It's just that these podcasts, like the reason I start, I enjoyed Chapo so much and Benjamin Dixon so much before I started this podcast was because it just let me know that there were other people who were out there who felt the same way and were just as angry and stopped me from going entirely insane. And like, that's mm-hmm. all we're trying to do with Struggle Session. We're just trying to you keep, keep you level, keep you balanced, let you know that there are other people who uh, liked all the shit you do, hate all the shit <laughs> that you do, and like, it's okay. Like, we're here for you. And and we're so happy <laughs> that you're here for us. Yeah. Uh, it really is. Like, we're always hanging out in the Discord, not just because it's, uh, I guess, our part-time job until it becomes our full-time <laughs> job, but it's, uh, it's fucking fun. They're the, the most neat and interesting and cool people, and I've learned about everything from... Uh, you know your your quote unquote standard democratic socialism to to Maoism to, to you know to some full blown yeah. true commie no I've learned I've learned philosophy and and it's great it's it's been a learning experience unlike yeah. anything else and what's cool is it's a non judgmental place so you can hang out I don't care how left you are when no one's judging each other for being not left enough or too left uh, just come in and hang out and talk shit it's a good time. Yeah, uh, I, I think that the, the, doing the show this year has been uh, a really, a really exciting thing, uh, uh, and 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 you know, very meaningful. I think to all of us. Yeah, uh, I, mean, uh, I, I feel like it changed my life, and we just started, you know, about five six months ago. But it, it, it's it's really been a reinvigorating experience for me. It feels like a a really cool opportunity, and it's also just been so much fun, and uh, it really gives me a purpose I haven't felt. Uh, in quite a few months, actually. And isn't it crazy that we're doing this show and then we never met Leslie before? Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, just, I don't think we ever said that on the air, but me and Jonathan met. have never met Leslie yeah. before no. in our uh, lives. Ellen and like, I connected on Twitter before. I we're going to meet off. next month. I think we're going. I think Leslie, you're going to come out to my wedding here. But uh, uh, it is crazy. It's interesting to have done this show for <laughs> as long, and we never met each other. Yeah. So uh, in 2018, the one thing that'll change with the struggle session, guys, is we'll have all met each other in real life. <laughs> Very, very excited for that. Um, All right. Well, uh, I think this is a pretty good uh, end of year episode. Yeah, Uh, I would say so. I would say I would give it 2017 out of 2017. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to go hang out. I give it a 2016 out of 2017. (laughs) Um, All right, everyone. Uh, Well, um, thanks for listening. Uh, If you, this has been Struggle Session. and, you know, here's to an exciting 2018 where Star Wars will still be dead forever. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right. And the content will flow. So yeah. See you next year. And we're going to continue to be right about everything always, everybody. See you later. Peace. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to today's episode of Struggle Session. Uh, subscribe to us on Patreon. If you'd like to shoot us an email, hit us up at thestrugglesession at gmail.com. We are at strugglesession.us. If you'd like to check out our Tumblr, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, not me, but us in general, check out at Struggle Sesh, S-E-S-H. Like what you hear, want to hear more? Check us out at patreon.com slash struggle session or sesh.plus or struggle session.substack.com for all our public episodes, commercial free, as well as hundreds of bonus episodes. Thank you to all our listeners for holding us down five years strong.